0: Good night, everyone. It's a pleasure to stand before you to bring God's Word. I don't take it lightly. Um, thank God for His goodness and His grace and His mercy. That it's new every morning. Thank you, God, for your faithfulness. Thank you, God. <clears throat> thank God for Pastor Nathaniel, for... Um, answering to my request and having the young people come and sit in with us, because I just felt in my spirit as I was um just before God just asking him what it is he would have me to share that um it was important for the young people to to hear also and um by what happened in my classroom today just confirmed God has just been confirming um since. Pastor asked me to bring the word that this is what um, I should share. So I just want to thank Pastor Nathana for having the young people come and and um, sit in with us. So let's pray. <sighs> Almighty God, Jesus, I thank you, God. I don't take this privilege lightly. I give you honor and glory because it's due to you and you alone, God. God, I pray that you would move by your power, your Holy Spirit, and invite the presence of your Holy Spirit to flow in and through me, flow in and through us, God, as we share your word together. Give you all the honor and the glory, God. I pray, God, that you remove self again. Let your Holy Spirit take full control. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. In asking God what to share, um, several times driving going to work, things would just come to my mind. And three words keep coming. And the three words were, I see you. I'm like, okay, God, I'm praying for some stuff. And are you telling me that you see me in what it is I'm asking for? Didn't get an answer, but um, he's been taking me through a time of just being at peace, just zip the mouth. Um, I have an adopted daughter. Her name is Monique. She lives in Fort Lauderdale. You guys know my two granddaughters, Anala and Anaya. And I spoke with her yesterday. She, I've been calling her, because Anal is going to be 16 in two weeks. So just calling her to find out what she's planning and stuff like that. And she didn't respond, so I know something was up, so I've just been praying. And when I spoke with her yesterday, she says, Mom, God has just been working in me to just keep me still. I'm like, okay, girl, I know exactly where you're at. So just want to encourage us to be still. Because God is seeing you. My scripture is going to come from Genesis chapter 16, 1 through 13. Reading from the Amplified Version. And it says, Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not bore him any children. And she had an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, See here, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. I am asking you to go into my maid, and perhaps I will obtain children by her. And Abraham listened to Sarai and did as she said. Abraham went to bed with Hagar, and she conceived. But when she realized that she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. She disregarded Sarai as insignificant because of her infertility. And Sarai said to Abraham, May the wrong done to me by the arrogant behavior of Hagar be upon you. I gave my maid into your arms, and when she realized that she had conceived, she despised and looked on me with disrespect. May the Lord judge who have done wrong between you and me. But Abraham said to him, to Sarai, Look, Your maid is entirely in your hands and subjected to your authority. Do as you please with her. So Sarai treated her harshly and humiliated her and Hagar fled from her. But the angel of the Lord found her by a stream of water in the wilderness on the road to Egypt by the way of Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, Where did you come from, and where are you going? And she said, I am running away from my mistress, Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, Go back to your mistress, and submit humbly to her authority. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will greatly multiply your descendants, so that they will be too many to count. The angel of the Lord continued, Behold, you are with child, and you will bear a son, and you shall call him Ishmael, because the Lord had heard and paid attention to your persecution. And verse 13 said, Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are God who sees. For she said, Have I not even here in the wilderness and remained alive after seeing him who sees me with understanding and compassion. Thank you God for the reading of your word. And my first point is going to talk about Sarai and Abraham. Not much. And Hagar. Sarah was the wife. And she had a maid. Her name was Hagar. Now, there's not much women in the Bible that given a name, especially a slave. She was a slave. And the meaning of her name was forsaken. Listening to the worship songs, I had to write them down. I'm like, God, you're just so amazing. I'm not forsaken. I'm chosen. As much as they went about God's went about their, the plan their way and not God's way, She was chosen, even though her name means forsaken. Names are important. Because we don't call God hey, we call him by name. And it says by the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. So names are important. Sarai being impatient... She asked her husband to go against God's promise. God had told Abraham, Abram, that he will bless him with a son. But Abraham, Abram, sorry, and Sarai, was looking at the promise in the natural, but not believing God was able to do all things and was, and is a man of his word. Sometimes we forget what God has done for us in the past. And we do our own thing. When we make choices without asking God for direction, we may think that it's succeeding because we may think, "Well, oh, this is the way that we should go." But know that God has a plan and a future. One of my favorite scriptures, Jeremiah chapter twenty-nine, verse eleven, it says that He knows the thoughts that He have towards us—thoughts of peace. Hagar was not at peace. Sarai was not at peace. And if the wife is not at peace, the husband is not at peace. So we know Abraham was not at peace. So we need to wait on God because He's our peace. Now, Abraham obeyed. I remember I was telling my I was um doing devotion one day and I was just telling my, my students, you know. The love that they look at now at the age 14, 15 is a kissy-kissy, and that's not the love God wants. He wants us to love him with our heart and talking to them like he wants us to um, follow the authority that is before them, which is their teachers and their parents, and and just to have that respect. Listen, I was telling them that... You know, I, I I call my husband and I ask him, "Honey, can you cut up some potatoes and peel them, cut them up like if you're making making potato salad, and put them in some water with some salt?" When I come home, it's just to cook quickly. And it's like he listened, he he did it because he loves me. You know, so we do things because we love. Abram listened to Sarai because he loved her. He loved her. But they disobeyed what God said to do because in the, in the verse in the um, chapter before God told him that he's going to bless him he's going to bless him with a son and looking you know I, I question why wasn't Ishmael the blessed one because it had to be pure Ishmael was not pure he was half Egyptian and half um, um, Israelite it had to be pure Of the same. So we have to be mindful of who we obeying and what we obey when we are asked to do something. But Abraham loving his wife, he obeyed her over God, and he went into Hagar, and she did conceive. God brings life, he blessed the womb, he caused Hagar to conceive. It wasn't a mistake. There's no mistake with God. Young people, there is no mistake. You know, I look at at my classroom and knowing some of the things that the kids are going through, you know, it, it just hurts. In this past week, we had two funerals at my school. Two children, their parents passed away. One, the mother just going to the bathroom, cardiac arrest two girls left with a father another one a son his father was driving last sunday and just got into a car accident he it wasn't even his fault and they had to come back to school and deal with these things but we ask god to just help us in the midst of our struggles god always have a plan and his plan is perfect now, his plan with with Hagar conceiving it was still perfect because it's God. He don't make any mistakes. So Hagar conceived, and she looked at Sarah, Sarai, as insignificant. You know, I look at that word. I'm like, sometimes we, uh we feel overlooked. You know, you may be at your workplace and you're working diligently and someone just came in and they got a raise and they got a promotion. And you're like, but I've been there for so long and why I don't get a raise and why I don't get a promotion? Take heart. God has a plan. He has a plan. He do not make mistakes. And he's on time. He does things his way. We don't understand. Some. Sometimes we don't understand but when you don't understand just gotta stay still like I was telling my daughter I'm like sometimes you don't you may you may think that this is the way you should go and you're going but just make sure that you're walking in God's steps and at any point in time you don't see God's steps anymore that's when you stand don't move don't move because sometimes you move and you get into a jam you get into a situation where you're like oh word how am I going to get out of this? So I looked at she was, she was looked at as insignificant. She was not important, because back in those days, bringing a child into the world was most important, especially a son, because your husband died and you have your son to take care of you. So she was looked at insignificant, also looking at her age. That was one of the reasons why they disobeyed. God was like, God, I know you said, but look at us, we're old. We're past childbearing age. Look at my husband, he's wrinkled. Sar- I was still beautiful, he was wrinkled. How How is this going to come about? But they was looking at the natural. How is this going to come about? But how is God, they didn't say how God is going to do it. And trust him that he is going to do it because he is God. Sometimes we feel invisible. Sometimes we feel like people don't see us. Sometimes we look like, "What? I, I was right here. How could you overlook me? How can you over? How, how can you just pass me by?" But know that God sees you. Amen. God sees you. And I think God places some a heart that I can share with, especially those two young young um, students at school. The young lady with, with his, her mom passed away. I, I wrote her a card. and she's, she's very slow in moving. We'll tell them, okay, guys, time to switch classes. And she will be the last one to pack up, the last one to leave the room. And she's dragging her lunchbox, her backpack, and stuff in her hand. And she's running, coming. And in the card, I just wrote to her, I'm like, anytime you need a hug. Miss Lisa is here. So today she's coming to my class, and I said, is today, today, she says, oh yeah. So sometimes we feel overlooked. I'm asking you to look around and just pay attention to the people that we may not know that they're being overlooked. But just ask God to just speak to you. Speak to you and show you. Give you that compassion for people who may come across your path. That even if it's just a hug, even if it's just a hello, or good morning, that you can give that to them. You don't know what that is going to do for them. So I felt insignificant. She felt invisible. But in Psalms 139, I love this scripture. Come on down. I'll do that. Psalms 139. Starting from verse 1. It says, O oh Lord, you have searched me thoroughly and you have known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. My entire life, everything I do, God, you know. You understand my thoughts are far off. Even before there is a word on my tongue, still unspoken, behold, O Lord, you have known it all. You have enclosed me behind and before, and you have placed your hands upon me. Such infinite knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high above me, I cannot receive it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or oh, where can I flee from your presence? Hagar, flee. She fled. She went. She was going back home. Because it says she was going on the road to Egypt. Going towards Shu. That's where she came from. She was an Egyptian slave. She was going home. But God saw her. Verse 8 says, if I ascend to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. Behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remote part of the sea, even there your hands will lead me, and your right hand will take hold of me. If I say, surely the darkness will overcome me, And the night will be the only light around me. Even the darkness, even in the dark, it's not too dark for God to see you. But the night shine as bright as day. The night, it says, the night shines as bright as day. God sees you. Young people, God sees you. He see you in your struggles. He see you when you're hurting. He see you when others are talking you down. He see you when, even you yourself, believing what others have said about you, and you yourself talking yourself down. He sees you. He knows. Don't listen. Ask him to cover your ears from the plan of the enemy, from the voice of the enemy. And called you to learn his voice. I was honored that this young man came. Like Miss Lisa, we have to pray. She said, "We have to pray something." Mm -hmm. Guys, speak up! Speak up! We want to hear your voice. As I tell my class, I says, "Listen, adult people look at you guys as foolish because all they see you guys. (coughs) Excuse me, they have this new thing now." Where it's a game. I see them in my classroom. They're not talking. In like, Miss Lisa said don't talk. So one would sit over here and one would sit over there and doing flick a hand up and flick the head up and flick to the side and flick the side and says, So head just going up and I'm like, guys, please please stop. You can do something better with your time. Adults is looking at the young people. We are looking and I tell them. I'm like, guys, speak up. For one, you're coming to a Christian school. You may not go to church, but you go to chapel every Wednesday. Speak up. Build that relationship with God because you're going to need that help. You're going to need that help. We are the adults. We are praying for you, but you got to learn to pray for yourself. you got to learn to build that relationship with God. It says... For you formed my innermost part. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I will give thanks and praise to you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are the works. And my soul knows it very well. Know who you are. Know who you are. You are created in the image and likeness of God. It says you are wonderful. I'm reading through the book of Genesis and it's like I can't seem to get past Genesis chapter 3. You know, but when God created all the different things and he put everything in its place and he looked and he see that there wasn't a help made for Adam and he says, I, this is not, this don't look right. Everything was good. But when he made man, he said it was very good. And I've been telling this to my students for the past month. I'm like, guys, when God created mankind, he didn't just say it was good. He said it was very good. Know who you are. Know who you are. You were created very good. Yes, we know sin. But thank God for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us, that washes us from all sin. Know who you are. Know who you are and learn how to give thanks and praise to God because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I just tell my students, you guys, you're not going to pray like Miss Lisa. When I was your age, I wasn't praying like you. This is time when I tell them my age, no, Miss Lisa, I thought you were 30 something. I'm like, thank you guys, you're so graceful. No, I'm not. I can be some of your parents and your grandparents, but know who you are. Spend time with God because He's waiting to spend time with you. He's waiting because He created you to bring praise to Him. So bring praise to Him. Yes, you're gonna mess up. At this time, I sort of I mess up, Miss Lisa. Does mess up. When I say Miss Lisa, did, did you say that? I'm like, I am sorry, but this is what I meant. You might have taken it this way, but this is what I meant. Know who you are. Know who you are. It says, when you feel most insignificant and invisible, remember that God does see you. He witnesses your struggle and he comes alongside you. Know who you are. Now, Hagar. Hagar fleeing from Sarai. That is in Genesis 16 from 7 to 10. It says, but the angel of the Lord found her. He found her. What do you find? Why you find something is because it's lost. Because it's lost. You can't find something that is found, you find something that is lost. And it said, The angel of the Lord found Hagar by a spring of water in the wilderness. Now remember, she was pregnant. She might have been tired. When I was pregnant, I was never tired. I went like an energy um, battery. I was going nonstop. Nonstop. She might have been tired. So she was resting. She might have been thinking, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? You know, I'm, I'm pregnant. It may be a distance you know, I'm going back home as a servant. I'm, I'm still a servant. Who's going to take me? I'm carrying a child. You know, all these things could have been going on in her mind. You know, you guys can say, well, I'm, I'm, I made a choice. I, I did something and, and it, it wasn't the right thing to, to, to do. It wasn't the right choice to make. And, and you feel lost. You feel lost. But guys... Praise God. He sees you. You might think you are lost. And you might be lost. I thank God that my husband bought me a car with a GPS. That tells me east, west, north, and south. Because I don't know that. But when I tell the thing I want to go south. He points me south. He knows how to get home. You might be lost. In the things that you are going through. The, the struggles that you are in. But know that God sees you in your struggles. He sees you are not alone. You, and you ask God, God help me that you can send me to someone. Someone that they, they may not understand, but someone that I can talk to. Someone that will hear what I'm saying. They may not understand again, but you. sometimes you just need to talk. You need to talk. Yes, we take everything to God. Yes. But I, I, I tell my students, I'm like, God place people in your life that you learn to talk to them so you're going to learn how to talk to him. My talking person is Miss Pat. You know, I'm like, girl, let's pray. That's one thing we don't gossip. We don't gossip. I don't talk people. Something butter, I call talk our business and we pray find somebody find somebody that you could confide in because this is not an easy she was out there by herself Hagar was out there by herself God saw that she was out there by herself and he sent he says but the angel of the lord found her he found her and he said to her Hagar he didn't say woman When Jesus saw the woman at the well, he just started a conversation. Can I get some water? Didn't call her by her name. We don't know her name. But this angel, which is representing God here, called her by name. He knew her. He knew her. If I don't know you, I can't call you by name. I may not know everything about you, but at least if I know your name. I call you by name. You know, we have this, this thing in the Caribbean when you're living together and you wake up in the morning, you say either morning mommy or morning daddy or morning honey or morning love, whatever. You know, and you just wake up and say morning. I'm like, did I sleep with you last night? No morning mommy, morning daddy. Do you know, that's respect. Right, but he saw her. And he didn't just call her by name. He addressed her position. Saria maid. Even though she was a maid. So I mean he knew stuff about her. He knew who she was and what she was. She was a maid. She was a slave. He called her by her name. He knew who she was. She was seen by God, the God of the universe. In Proverbs, Proverbs 15, um, verse 3 says, The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, keeping watch on the wicked and the good. Remember in um, Psalms 139, you know, no matter where we go, We go up, he's there. We go down, he's there. He's in front, he's behind. He covers us. He covers us. He don't leave us unprotected. He don't leave us alone. Remember, we live in a sinful world. Things will happen, but God sees all things. He don't sleep nor slumber. He watches over all of his children, all of us. He knew her. No matter where you go, God is there. He sees you and he sees me. In Colossians 1.17 says, he himself existed and is before all things and in him all things hold together. Colossians 1.17, all things hold together. So even though the choice was made by Sarai and Abram, Hagar couldn't have said no. She could not have said no. She could not have said no. But God holds all things together. At times, we just want to be like Hagar. We want to run away, far, far away. But remember, no matter how far you go, God sees you and he understands your struggle. No matter what it is, Put a name to your struggle. You know, I'm writing this and I'm like, God, what is my struggle? You know, we may just say, well, I'm struggling. What are you struggling with? Put a name to your struggle and give it to God. Whatever it is, it may be a person. It may be a, a, a sickness. You know, It may be finances. Whatever it is, put a name to your struggle and call it by name. Give it to God. Give it to God. So put a name to it and know that your struggle did not catch God by surprise know that God is in he is the best plan maker he does all things well it says the angel told Hagar to go back to the place where she was struggling go back I didn't understand that why go back? Why go back? And I'm asking God, why go back? And what came to me was because what God wanted to accomplish through her could not have been done in the wilderness. And I sat, I wrote it down, and I sat and I thought about it. What God wanted to do in her could not have been done in the wilderness. God wanted her to learn how to show respect for her authority. Sometimes God wants us to learn things and we run away and we have to go back because if we don't learn, it won't accomplish God's plan. God has a plan. God told her, the angel told her, go back. Go back. You might think out in the wilderness is where you're feeling happy and where you want to be, and this is it. But God said, no, go back. And also God has placed in my spirit that she needed the covering of her mistress. She needed to be where the struggle was. She needed to learn how to be humble. You see, sometimes we don't in my classroom they're like, Well, Miss Lisa, why do we have to do this? I'm like, okay, Lord, help me not to say it in a tone, but it's because I said so. Plain and simple. Because I said so. And it's a struggle for them. Some of them have all the alphabet letters there is, and you know, they can't sit still for two seconds. I'm like, okay, let's breathe. Take it easy. Just breathe. Just breathe. But sometimes we have to go back. We cannot accomplish. God's plan may not work if we stay out in the wilderness. We need to go back where the struggle is. And I know some things that I struggled with, it made me stronger. It made me stronger. It built muscle. I don't kneel, my knee hurts. But when I lay on my back and I look to the heavens, it builds strength. It builds strength. So don't run away. Don't position yourself in the wilderness and figure that that's where it's all good and dandy. You may have to go back because you still have something to learn. You may still have something to learn. I know it's not easy to submit to someone that is causing you pain. But be encouraged. Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. God knows everything we can handle. He don't give us nothing more or nothing less than we can bear. So he knows he knows what we can handle, what we can deal with. Isaiah chapter 43, 1 and 3 says, But now this is what the Lord, your creator, says, O Jacob. And I just put in, in bracket right there, my name, put your name. This is what the Lord, God, your creator, said, O Lisa. And he who formed you, O Lisa, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. God calls you by name. Each and every one of us. He knows our name. You know, you may think that, well, my mommy gave me that name, Lisa. But I was ordained by God. That He can call us by that name. He calls you by name. And right there is it's like how the angel called Hagar by name. He didn't just call her woman or slave. He called her by her name. God see. He sees. He saw her. He says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, it will not scorch you. Nor will the flames burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. What is your water? What is your fire? What is your river? Put a name to it. Put a name to it and know that God sees it. He sees you right where you're at. And he said, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. He is with you and is bringing his plan to pass. It's coming to pass. Some of it has already come to pass, but it's coming. It's coming. You know, we're waiting on something, we're anticipating some things. Wait, wait upon the Lord. He renews your strength. Causes you to fly on wings like eagles. You will run and not go weary. You will walk and not faint. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. God still had a plan with, uh, with what um, Abraham and, and, and Sarai did. But he wanted them to wait. He still brought the, the plan to pass with the promised child. But he still wanted them to wait because look at the struggle it caused it caused a struggle that was not needed but God's plan still came to pass it says Hagar go back because the child you are carrying I will greatly multiply your descendants so that they will be too many to count now where did we hear that before didn't God tell Abram that He told him that, he told Abraham that, that he will have descendants more than the sand on the seashore. And he's telling this slave that she will have a descendants that is too many to count. God has a plan. He has a plan. We just have to wait, no matter the struggle. Let me take that back. The struggle matters because sometimes the struggle is hard. But God sees you in the struggle. He sees the struggle before the struggle comes. He sees. He sees. So go back. And when your son is born, call him Ishmael. Looked up the meaning of Ishmael. And it says, God hears. God hears. So even in the midst of their being disobedient, God is still saying, I hear you. I hear you. We know the story of when after she had the baby and she fled again. And he she tucked him on the side. I can't stand to see my child dead. God heard the cry of the child. He heard God is listening. Don't think he's not hearing. You know, I tell my students, like, Miss Lisa, I don't know how to pray. I'm like, listen, I learn even when you cry, God understands your tears. Sometimes when things get overwhelming for me and I can't speak, God knows how my heart is beating. He knows. Sometimes when words can't come, He knows. Because He sees it says because the lord has heard and paid attention to your persecution Hagar had a promise from a god she might have only known through Sarai and Abram but now she is knowing him for herself she's knowing him for herself it says then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, you are God who sees. Yes. You are God who sees. Isaiah chapter forty-one ten says, Do not, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So guys, today, today, tonight, trust, trust God, trust that he sees you, he sees your struggle, he sees where you're at, he sees your pain, he hears when you cry, he hears when you moan, he's all-knowing. Don't think that he's he, he's looking at me and he's not looking at you. He can see everything. He sees everything. And nothing catches him by surprise. Absolutely nothing catches him by surprise. Isaiah chapter 26, 3 and 4 says, He will keep in perfect and consistent peace the one whose mind is steadfast, focused, and committed on him. So trust in the Lord always for the Lord God is your eternal rock. Trust in the God who created you in his image and his likeness. Trust in the God who saw this slave and and didn't just see her but ministered to her. He didn't just leave her out there by herself. Okay, I see you. I make sure you get to Egypt safe. No, he ministered to her he helped her. Sometimes the help we think that, that we, we think we need is not the help that God is bringing. So sometimes God ain't helping me. But if we look closely and if we really ask him, God cause me to see how you're helping in the struggle. We are all facing struggles. We all have struggles, different names to our struggles. But it is a struggle. Ask God, the one who sees, to be your help, to be your strength. He said he is your eternal rock. The songs tonight, thank you, Mr. Tony. I am a friend of God. Amen. Know who you are. Know who you are. And the sun set you free. You are free indeed. Amen. Know who you are, know your position. Know your position. Let's pray. Father God, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you, God, for your word. God, thank you for seeing us. God, I ask forgiveness for wherever we have disobeyed, God, wherever we have gone astray, wherever we have gone wrong from your path. God, we ask. That as you saw Hagar in the wilderness, God, that you will see us. God, I ask especially for the young people, God, that they will know, they will know, they will know, they will know know that they are seen by you, God. God, they are going through such a tough struggle. God, I pray that you will speak to their spirit. Cause them, God, to walk in alignment with your word, God. Cause them, God, to trust you. Cause them, God, to desire that relationship with you. God, for us, all the, all the ones, God, in Timothy, in, um, um, Titus, he said that the older women have to teach the younger women and the older men have to teach the younger men. God, cause us to bind together, to join together with them, God, not to look at how they dress or what they do, but God, to look at the pain in their heart, to see their tears, God, and to embrace them in love. God, help us. Show us, God. I ask you, God, to help us to see them. To see them, God, right where they're at. And help them, God, in the way that you will have us to help them. And they help us likewise. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this night. God, I thank you for your word. God, it was first from my heart and I thank you, God. I thank you for blessing me with your word. That you see me, God. You see us. God, we thank you. I pray, God, that as we leave this place tonight, God, that you go before us. Give us a good night's rest, God. As we sleep, God, you are watching over us. And we thank you that you need a sleep no slumber. And wake us up in the morning, God, with a heart's desire to praise you and to worship you. As we give you honor and glory. In Christ we pray. Amen.